Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Matt Snyder joining me uh, from CBS Sports. You can find his work there, cbssports.com. Matt, here's the thing. As a Brewers guy, uh, here, here's where I think I look at the whole NL Central. Is the, Are the Brewers going to beat the Cubs? You know, where are the Phillies going to go? Uh, you know, what's happening with some of these other teams, the Reds. I just think, though, that they all they all crumble to either the Braves or the Dodgers. It's I just the the step above that they are compared to the rest of the NL is just I think it's too much for any of those teams to get past them, barring some sort of like crazy baseball thing. I agree that that's how it looks, but I, I guess I would say, wouldn't we have said that last year? I mean, it's the, the Dodgers won 111 games. The Braves won 101, and that was when they weren't even good through the middle of May, and then they were absurd the rest of the season. And then they both got knocked out before the NLCS. So it's, I would say right now, if you looked at last year at this point, there's no way anybody would have said the Phillies are coming out of the NL. Just no way in the world. So that's why, as a Cubs fan, I'm holding out hope, and I would extend that same thought process to you and say, as a Brewers fan, that's why they're – there's hope, especially when the Brewers can throw out. Let's just say they get the best versions of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and then you've got Wade Miley as a change of pace for there. That that's a rotation you could ride to a World Series championship. Yeah, it is. Uh, thank you for saying that. So it makes me sound less homery when I say. Well, it. I, I, look, I, I'm all about the optimism. If you're a fan and your team's in the pennant race right now, I want you to be excited and I want you to be optimistic. So I'm not going to sit here and try to crush the dream. Even for like Twins fans, I would try to give hope to Twins fans, even though they're probably going to be the worst team in the playoffs. But still, uh, I think there's hope for pretty much every team in the race. All right. Since you brought up the Twins, let me let me ask you about the Twins. Because this is a team that, um, you know, I sometimes I'll do a segment and I'll be like, Who's the most disappointing team? And obviously everyone's going to say the Mets. And I I am very mad about the Angels, and I'll talk to you about that in a second. But the Twins, like, the Twins, the Twins, what are they doing? They're in a division that's awful. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Then they got, like, mad that they couldn't get some of these guys that got waived. I think they knew they must have taken stock of, you know, because if you're leading your division and you're going to go to the playoffs, you're thinking – all right, uh, we're probably going to make the playoffs. Let's let's add some pieces here. Let's have fun. But they must have surveyed what they thought their future was going to be and thought, 
we're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll put up a banner, sure. We're going to get killed, so let's not trade any prospects or anything. But they're still like they're going to be in the playoffs, so at least try to do something. I, I do wonder if they thought there's a lot more upside on this roster than it has shown to this point. Because if you look at, like, Carlos Correa, worst year of his career by a mile. He's way better than this, and we've seen how good he can be in the playoffs. It's just if you go back to 2021 with the Astros, and that's what started getting him these huge contract offers. Byron Buxton, terrible year overall. If he, We've seen when he can get hot. We've seen he can look like one of the best players in baseball for short stretches. What if those two guys hit their upside in October? I mean, that's pie in the sky, obviously, from the Twins' perspective, but – they could have been looking internally and saying, man, the offense has a lot more talent than they're showing. And if you look at the rotation with Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez, and let's say Joe Ryan and Kenta Maeda throw to their capability, the back end of the bullpen with Johan Duran, Emilio Pagan, they've got some power arms back there. You could totally see it all coming together and then making a run like the 2019 Nats or 2021 Braves. Uh, neither of, of those teams looked like they were going to be strong World Series contenders, and they came away with the hardware. Yeah, the Guardians, you know, they tried to pick up a few guys, but uh, I think, you know, the, the Twins were all over them the other day. So they'll get in, and then we'll see what happens. The other team that I always get mad about is the Angels because they did not trade Shohei Otani. Not that, like, they needed to. I get it's It's hard. It's To, to, to make that decision, it's hard, and they don't want to. And so you find reasons not to, but I think we'll always look back in one of baseball's what ifs because I'm assuming he doesn't sign there, and now he's hurt and he can't pitch for a while. Is what if the Angels would have traded Shohei Otani? What would have happened? You would have gotten him at another team, like maybe a Minnesota or a Baltimore or a Cincinnati or just some random team, and he'll sign somewhere next year. But you always had those two months with Shohei. You would have seen Shohei in October baseball, which we still have not seen. We've still not seen him on a winning team, and it would have been a great way for the Angels to enhance their system and maybe actually be competitive even when they have the best players in the world, they can't win. The fault of the Angels, Matt, was they didn't look at their schedule in August where every team they played was in the – at the beginning of August, every team they had to play was in the playoffs except for one, and that was Seattle, and then they swept them, and now they're like the best team in the American League. So I just have a hard time – getting over the fact that they should have traded Shohei Otani, and I think they're going to suffer for a long time because they did not. Well, I would say I was going to ask if I can try to talk you out of it, but you, you definitely have too much on your side now that happened since the trade deadline. But I would say, just from the simple perspective of, if you're three and a half games out, you can't trade the best player in baseball, right? Can we pretty much agree with that? Well, I, I, and again, I understand the logic, and I think yeah. this is one of those... This is one of those decisions where you know like you know that the odds are stacked against you and if you play it out in your mind you probably yeah. lose 9 out of the 10 times but you just probably. you just have to go through and I, I understand that I part another, of it. there there are multiple aspects of it like like there's also we knew Otani wants to play for a winner and he's hitting free agency this offseason I think they were desperately holding out hope that they could at least be in the playoff picture, even if they missed the playoffs by like two or three games, then they could convince him, Hey, we're on the way up. Why don't you resign? And then we'll, we'll keep going up. Um, I think their thought process was a little bit there. Also, some of these huge prospect packages don't really turn out to be all that amazing. So 
So are you trying to look at like the Juan Soto, the Nationals trade, which yielded them C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore to the Padres, sorry, back to the Nationals, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore. That's pretty good. But like, is that really going to turn around the entire Angels organization getting like a C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore and then two other lottery tickets? That's hard to tell for me. That's hard to say yes. So I understood what they were doing. Um, of course, now it looks awful because they're they're not even close to playoff contention. He has to have Tommy John surgery in all likelihood. He's probably going to sign elsewhere. So it's kind of a disaster in the worst of all worlds for them now. Oh, well, my, my harebrained theory was you convinced Shohei to sign with you by showing that you are a winner and you want to win by trading him for prospects that he can then so- come back to you and play for. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that's, that's, that's the exact reaction. Maybe, yeah, maybe that would maybe that would have been a better option. But I mean, I think he wants to win now. He's around thirty, so saying the prospects are going to make us better in a few years is a tough, tough sell. I think it's going to be somebody like the Dodgers, if not just literally just the Dodgers. So with Shohei's injury and whether he needs Tommy John or not, and I know his translator spoke a bunch this week. Um, because he was like the reason a trade would have been so big for him. You were trading essentially for two people: a pitcher, and then he got hurt, and then the best hitter in the league. This injury, like, how much do you think financially it's going to cost him wherever he goes next? Uh, one hundred fifty million ish, maybe just Wild. a total ballpark figure, like six hundred down to four fifty, because I think that you'd have to be concerned about long-term pitching. Um, Aaron Judge was, what, 9-3-60, and he was around the same age. So you probably say similar bid for the hitter, and then you add a little bit for pitching, which I know it sounds stupid to say a little bit when it's $90 million that I just added, but that's, it's, it's a lower percentage <laughs> when we're going that high. Um, I, I wonder about – I know he's going to want to start. I know he's going to want to play every day. But I wonder about the long-term viability of that and if they could convince him, let's try to make you a stud late-inning reliever. Not necessarily our only closer. Mm. Maybe it's one of those teams like, well, and I keep going back to the Dodgers, but the Dodgers don't really use one closer right now, right? So have Otani in your mix, you know, a club in your golf bag, so to speak, in the, as a late-innings reliever like we saw in the World Baseball Classic and say, hey, when we want you to close, be ready to run down there. Maybe say three or four times a week he's available to close. Um, I think that that would be absurdly fun. It would probably be the best use of him as a dual weapon in the playoffs, Um, and maybe it would be better for his long-term health. I don't know that one. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. But it's just something I've been throwing around because I don't know after two Tommy John surgeries, a position player pitching every five days, even five or six days, that's tough for me getting into his thirties. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. That's a good way to look at it. That's why we talk to the best, Matt Snyder here, baseball writer, CBS Sports. Uh, the AL West obviously deserves a question. This is a very good division. The Astros, you know, the Astros have not their season has not ended before the ALCS since 2017. They are always there, if not in the World Series, at least in the round right before it. The Mariners have had a great second half of the season the rangers you know have had that that all-star infield and then make the big trade for scherzer astros currently as you and i talk have the lead in this division who does this race come down to 
the Astros are going to win it. And you know what's funny? Heading into the year, would we have ever thought it's going to take until September 6th until the Astros are finally in first place alone? Today's the first day they've been in first place not tied. Uh, that's remarkable. But they have the weakest schedule left between these teams. They've got six against the Royals, three against the A's, three against the Padres, which I know you never know what you're going to get there, three against the Diamondbacks who haven't been very good since the start of July. Um, the Rangers have completely fallen apart, so they're out for me, even though they're only two games out. The Mariners are interesting. They're sneaky. I like Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert at the top of that rotation. They could really make a deep playoff run. Um, and also really fun here is the last 10 games the Mariners play are all against the Rangers and Astros. They go four Rangers, three Astros, three Rangers to end the season. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, just one more. You mentioned the Padres. Like, every time the Brewers play them or every time I watch a game, it's like their lineup is just one after another after another. And that little run almost. The, the, you want to talk about most disappointing teams. Yeah. They're, they're why the why is this not why, why is it not working for them? I don't have a great answer. Um, the, the, the pitching's been there for the most part this season. Um, I know the slow start wasn't unexpected because Musgrove was hurt coming out of spring training. Fernando Tati Jr. still had 21 games left on his suspension. Um, so it made sense that they started slow, but they just never could recover from that. Um, they haven't put it all together offensively. Cronenworth's having an awful season, and you thought he was going to be probably, what, their fifth-best player, um, and he's been an all-star in the past. Their situational hitting, I'm talking about like runners, runners in scoring position, runners in scoring position, two outs, late and close, has been brutal. And that's been the biggest shortfall. And there's not really ever a good answer for that, except once you get this late in the season, it probably mentally takes on a life of its own. You know, it's a close game. They get runners on, then they all start to press. Hey, we're not going to have this happen to us again. We're not going to leave all these guys on again. That's a good way to leave them on, man. <laughs> yeah, they are very disappointing. And I think, you know, that answer, that question that I that I talked to you about, that's there's almost too many answers, but we'll focus on the good teams, playoff chase, pennant races. It's all happening. Matt Snyder will be there to cover it all. Appreciate you. Good to check in with you, and we'll talk again. All right, man. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com.